So, Six Pack Labadat, today we have a special episode. Um, some of the heavy hitters from the U.S. women's national team leading into the world championships in Sweden. And I think pretty much everybody's a heavy hitter, to be honest. I mean, it's it's not really like it's a... This, this is definitely the powerhouse in terms of the world championships. But on today's episode, we got 63-kilo U.S. champion returning to the world championships, Sam Calhoun. We got 57-kilo U.S. national champion making her first appearance at the world championships, Meg Scanlon. And we also have 47-kilo U.S. national champion a former world champion from the 2017 Worlds in Minsk, Belarus, Heather Connor, and we might, might have Kimberly Walford, um, and that that's a big might because I just found out she's on the cruise. I didn't know she was on the cruise. Uh, just found out she's on a cruise, which is, which is big baller move in terms of confidence. Right? In terms of last two weeks, but um, Sam, you okay on the other end? Is that you shuffling around? <laughs> what did you guys say? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to find some good Wi-Fi. Because <laughs> we just hear shuffling. It's like it's like that scene on Taken. I'm like, okay, guys, we need to launch. I think somebody just took Sam. That's my sister uh, cooking in the in the kitchen. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so um, the worlds are upon us. I'm just gonna shift over here and pull up our uh, nominations. Now, we got a bit of a, so we have a first-timer, we got uh, a veteran, and, well, we got two veterans, and um, everybody's coming, kind of coming with different stories here, which makes it interesting. And I was hoping to get um, Kimberly on here because possibly the GOAT, possibly the GOAT, it's her, it's for me, it's between her and Jen Thompson. It's kind of like A-B, it's real close for me, and um, this is the big comeback. So um, everybody with you four, in terms of storylines, it's, uh, it's kind of everyone's coming from a different angle here, despite all being on the national team. So I think let's start possibly with um, start, start at, start at the, the lightest. Heather, what do you think? <laughs> what, what have you been up to, Heather? Since I, we last saw you, I saw you in Minx Belarus commenting you had won the IPF World Championships. And um, and it's been a minute. It's been a solid minute. So catch everybody up on what Heather Connor's been doing. Um, I've been getting my health under control, which was like the biggest thing for me. Like after Worlds, like I started getting like, oh my goodness, I can't even describe what was really going on with my body. Like leading into uh, that following Nationals, getting sick constantly in and out of the hospital. I chose to pull out of nationals that year due to those health health complications to where doctors are like, you know, we don't want you wearing a belt, nothing like that. Um, Turns out uh, I had Crohn's disease. And anybody that is, you know, uh, familiar with Crohn's disease, it's an infection in your intestines. So um, that not being treated, I was constantly being sick. My weight was affected significantly to I think I dropped all the way down to about 92 pounds. Because you, you, don't, you don't walk around very heavy. So I mean, if you drop weight, that's, you're almost non-existent. You know? I, <laughs> I felt like I wasn't existing like mentally, just everything. Like I was not there. And it was a big thing for me to put my ego to the side and be like, you know what? 
right now is not the time for me to compete because I really need to get this under control. Um, so I pulled out of nationals. I promised myself, you know what? I know I'm going to get that invite to the Arnold. That will be me coming back from, you know, taking care of my Crohn's. Come back to the Arnold. Uh, ended up winning best overall lifter there against some, you know, really strong athletes, which was, you know, I expected myself to do well, of course. I did have a really good training cycle leading to the Arnold. Um, but to go out there and pretty much have my best competition to date, uh, you know, becoming the first female to pull four times the body weight in the IPF oh, wow. and reaching the highest Wilkes of all females in the IPF. Like that was super incredible and such a humbling experience and made me really just more grateful for that decision to pull out of nationals. Because honestly, I feel like looking back now, had I not pulled out of nationals and tried to, you know, push forth with whatever was going on, I think in the long run, it would affect me going into the Arnold. So, you know, I gained a lot from them, that experience. I think it takes true athletes to be set back a few steps to realize what they really want most out of the sport. And now that I know what I can accomplish, it makes me even more excited for what's to come in the future. So, they, you know, after that, like, I think after the four times of body weights when I, I got like a lower lat strain, but I didn't, I didn't recognize that as a lower lat strain. I just thought it was me being sore because, I mean, people are typically sore after a big competition, I bet. so four I times ignored body it. Weight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, I, so was everything all good after that? Now though, um, it wasn't like going into nationals. Like I still had it, so we did what we could. Um, and then soon after nationals, once we got back from like Seattle, I took most of my time really just managing that lower lat and ensuring that that was going to be okay. I, pulled, I didn't even do the Arnold this year to uh, make sure that everything was on track with that. And now leading into Worlds, I, it's like 95% healed. So I'm feeling good about it. Yeah, the, the pulls look good in training. So I would assume you, you, you're all right. You're doing all right. And the little deload's coming. And then, uh, of course, in the 57 kilo, we got um, the U.S. champ, Megan Scanlon, who, I mean, you've came in. It's almost boom goes the dynamite. Really quickly made a U.S. Nat, won a U.S. title, um, made a U.S. national team, going to the world championships. And um, now that we're right close, is it starting to set in like, holy shit. This is because it came quick. We we had Kirsten Dunsmore on here and we were just talking about how people, this is powerlifting, right? People come out of nowhere and she's like, Megan Scanlon came out, bam, she's on the national team winning national titles. She's like, a year ago, we like, you know, no one was thinking like we were all looking at the big heavy hitters like Jen Thompson, whatever. Um, is it, does it feel, do you ever like sit back and be like, holy smokes, like it feels like you were just attached to a rocket ship and just flying right now? Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it definitely happened pretty quickly, but at the same point in time, I kind of feel like 
It took me a little while, but I found what I'm good at. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what yes, she's you know. good at, she's sitting here doing Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. What she, she's literally good at everything. I, this is what, this is what I'm saying last time. I'm not great at running marathons, though. I can be honest with you. But you run marathons. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I feel like, I feel like. You know, I'm mediocre at marathons. My whole life to try to, like, figure out, like, what, what I could be competitive and everything when I started powerlifting I was already like lifting so I already had a base of strength you know what I mean and then yeah. once I started focusing on just powerlifting and focusing on strength it progressed pretty quickly I would say I would say that <laughs> yeah yeah I would say so it is um like it's funny because when we did that previous episode with you it was like like when you're like yeah, I ran some marathons did some endurance <laughs> stuff Olympic yeah. lifting and powerlifting I'm like you might be an athlete I don't know you you might have found it but I know what you mean where um, you found the thing that you could possibly accelerate to, to the very top. Well, like the one percenter. You're already probably a one percenter. Looking at what you've done, there's you and then there's Maria T. You know, mm-hmm. looking at the nominations here, it kind of looks like a two-horse race, right? Unless is there somebody that I'm not – is there anyone that – because I'm sure you have looked at the, the nomination. I'm sure all you girls looked at nominations. You know, you had to. So is there somebody that I'm not seeing the 57 kilos besides Maria T that you're looking at, Megan? I mean. It looks like Maria, right? Looks like Maria. Uh, Yeah. For I the mean, number like, one spot. I looked at it, but I haven't spent like a whole time, a whole bunch of time like studying it, you know. Oh, like, come I mean, on. What am I going to do? Oh, come on. She probably has it pulled up right now. She knows every one. She, she knows one through ten Honestly, off my heart. That like used to be me. I used to be like a psycho, like looking up everything. Yeah, like yeah. now I'm like, whatever. Like I'm gonna go and lift as much as I can lift. And I'm like, hopefully that's enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully it is what it is. Do you feel like um like do you it's interesting because I've I've heard from both some people are like they feel better if they analyze the hell out of it look at all the nominations and start thinking like, well, okay, I, I can out-squat this person, out-did this, however. Mm-hmm. It starts easing their tensions a little. And other people are like, I don't, I don't want to see shit. Don't let me see, because it'll get in your head. But there yeah. is, so are you, do you for real, like have you looked at Maria's numbers or anything like that? Because it's probably going to be between you and Maria T. I mean, like I looked at the nominations, but like I haven't spent that much time beyond yeah. that. Like really yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, I mean, like, there's nothing I can do about what she's going to lift. You know what I mean? That's fair. I know she's strong. I've seen her compete. So yeah, that's fair. I know she's, like, a good competitor, and I know she's strong. Yeah. Do you follow her on Instagram? I do. But you know what is funny? Like, I don't see that many. You know how Instagram's weird, and, like, you see the same people yeah. all the time? So, like, I don't see her post, like, too much. So every once she in a while, She hasn't posted as much lately, I feel like. She, yeah, I agree. And, and some people like to keep the cards. If it's a tight race, some and Kimberly actually, um, we had her on here like a while ago, and she was talking about when it's a tight race, she keeps her cards to her chest as well. Just because people start getting kind of a range in their mind's eye. Oh, well, the biggest single I've seen. Like you post some, like everyone knows Kimberly's dead is a certain amount, whatever. But um, some things you don't want, you want people to have a bit of an intangible where they're like, I'm not sure where her third squad is going to be. So you don't, it's hard for them to game plan. And I'll tell you what, and I know you guys know this. The Canadian coaches, 
um, like Murray, that's for Murray T, but whoever you guys are going against, I know the Canadian U.S. coaches, and if you talk to them, they all scout. I've seen the dossiers. Look at Matt Gary comes on here just for our fucking preview show. He's got dossiers <laughs> on people. He could tell me um, your previous numbers with you missing or hitting your last dead squatter bench. And then he could tell me when you're behind, how likely you are to hit. And he crunches all the numbers. And I talk to like the strength guys. I talk to like all these guys crunch numbers now. So yeah, sometimes if you're like having a crazy peak and, and your numbers are like not where they were on your nominations and Heather can talk about that. Right? About nominations, that's like everything. But, but, so nominations don't say everything. Sometimes, if you keep those cards to your chest, nobody knows what you're coming with. You know, you have that wild card intangible. So it's, yeah, nominations don't say everything. It's hard. What do you think, Heather? <laughs> what do you think, Heather? Because your nominations, you were saying, you were saying, what, what are you expecting, Heather? And then we'll ask, listen, we'll ask Sam. Listen, all I did was look at the nominations. I'm like, mm, lies. Like, I don't lies. Know. And you got nominated first? No, I, I, I am nominated first. Is it, it by, yeah, but it's tied, isn't it? So, supposedly by nominations. Oh, snap. This listen, listen. It's controversial. It's juicy. Okay. So, and I, you know, I even respectfully emailed somebody. Oh, did you? <laughs> and I was like, okay, so what was the point in me giving you my best numbers if my best numbers aren't even on the nomination right now? Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, we can only take what you did at the national level. But the thing is, like, with the U.S., like, we only have so many qualifying totals that we can put on there, like, whether it be the Arnold, like, the Grand Prix or whatever, or Nationals, where all these other countries, they have, like, at least a zillion, not, like, competitions they can choose from. Yeah. So, you know, for my 2018, 2018 performance at the Arnold, you know, that's when I got the 397.5. But on the nomination, it's 375, and I'm just sitting here like, <laughs> okay, so like Finland's right behind me with the same total. Exact same. The exact same. France is five and kilo behind. It's like, yeah, like a kilo behind. I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> bro, that's a you happy. Here's that should make you happy because it, it gives them confidence. False yeah. confidence. <laughs> But it gives them confidence, you know, so they're going to feel like they have a shot. And but, like, I'm a loud, like, I'm a pretty loud person in general. So when I saw that, I'm just like, mm, lies you told, but okay. Lies you told. We'll just, we'll just go ahead and give people a little show if they want it. That's fine. It, it, don't it, get mad at me when it comes to the competition. <laughs> what happened? It, <laughs> it, it will. I'll tell you what. Sam's, Sam's right, and I like we kind of talked about this uh, in messaging. I know, like when I'm commentating, I'm gonna love the fact that nomination wise, I'm gonna use that and be like, "Hey, man, this is neck and neck. We got a battle. This is like 375, <laughs> 375, and then only five kilo below in third. And this is the shit that like I could use to be like, "Wow, make sure you stay tuned. You don't want to miss this one." And if it turns into a bit of a smoke show, it kind of is what it is. It's hard. Like, if they're following you on Instagram and you're probably on their radar, like, you're not going to, 
I don't think any of these 47 kilo women don't know who you are and you're going to slip through the cracks. They probably know what's coming. Because you, you can... I, yeah, they, I mean, I do know, like, I do know that I'm being watched. And that's cool. Like, my my whole thing is to give people something to go after and that's what pushes me to do a little bit better like if I know people are gunning for like my head essentially Mm. because I'm who they want to be I'm who they want to take down and at the same time as somebody that's you know one worlds and has been on the top if I want to stay at the top I still got to make sure that I'm doing the right things so these people don't one up me and whatever Mm-hmm. they can get you know so at the end of the day they're going to go out there and perform to the best that they can just like i am and, there, and i'm it, just, just going to try and do a little bit better so. it, and it you know it helps to a point to be an underdog because everybody's looking at the person who's nominated number one and it's like well she's supposed to win she has pressure to do and some of these underdogs can just like kind of work in the dark put together the numbers, and they're like, let her carry the pressure. Day of, no one's expecting me. If I even do good and lose and it's close, I could get props. Yeah. I could get props. People could be proud. If I pull off an upset, and you know sports, I mean, I don't know if you guys are basketball fans, we're right close to Toronto, and what Toronto's doing should not be happening, and everyone's like losing their damn minds around here anyways. But um, yeah, like in sports, people love upsets. People like the underdogs. So it helps them move in those circles. Now, having said that, this is a good segue, actually, to our 63-kilo champ, Sam Calhoun, who previously um, was, was, was swinging with, like, Titans, swinging with possible goats in terms of Jen Thompson, uber-talented 63-kilo class, and we've had some shifting around, and I think, I mean, looking at the nominations, 15.5 kilo ahead in terms of nominations, if nominations are, are to be believed, um, I would say a fairly solid favorite. Does this one feel different for you, Sam, walking into it when, I mean, you got world champions. Look at Horna from Slovakia has won the Worlds uh, same year that Heather won the Worlds. Like, you got some, you still got some heavy hitters. By no means can you look past anybody, but not quite as stacked as previously. Does it feel a little different this time? How does this one feel walking into it? It's different. Um, yeah. It doesn't feel the same. However, I still have, I have goals. Yeah. So obviously the goal is still get the world record total. The goal is still to win and, you know, maybe chip my death of world record. You know, so it's good to still have those goals regardless of what the competition holds. You know, so regardless of what they do, kind of like Megan said, I'm going to do, I'll have to do what I'm going to do regardless of what they're doing. Yeah. You know, so. And we've seen um, far too many upsets happen. Um, to, to look past anybody. And we know this. I mean, it, yeah. oh, no. 15 and a half kilo, it's a lead, but it, it's it's one deadlift. You know, people move that. You miss a dead, they hit a dead. That's that. Like, it's still too tight. It's still too tight to look past anybody. Um, have you done, Sam, any research on some of these ladies? Because they're coming from, the difference is, some of your chief competitors are coming from places like Italy, Slovakia, France, Georgia. Like, this is... These aren't necessarily hotbeds of social media. Uh, they're streams for nationals, et cetera. So it's, it's a little trickier to do research. Have you bothered trying to look them up out of curiosity or, or no? Yeah, I looked up the girl from Italy because I wasn't familiar with her. Uh, I mean, she, she, she isn't showing too much. It looks like she's having a pretty good squat. It looks like she, she's an equip lifter. Ah. Um, you know, so she's come from an equip background. 
But outside of that, you know, she's not showing too much. Honestly, I think the unknown is more scarier than the known. Yeah. You know what I mean? Being yeah. the leader of the pack is much scarier being, than being the follower. It, so <laughs> it really can't, you're like, it really could be. If you don't know, when you just look at these numbers and you're like, I mean, she's born in 94, so she's young. And sometimes when I see young, that means like the progress could be God knows what. You know, you like, how old, how old, how old is this 485? And she's born in 94. So if that 45, if their nationals was last year, last fall, maybe she is around 500 already by now. Like who we, it's, I know what you mean where um, it's a little unknown. Now, the thing that I like about the matchup for you is she looks like she's got a monster squat. Looks like she has a huge bench, 130. My God. Um, Like that's a big (laughs) bench, but the dead is where you're going to come in and at the very, if nothing else, her day will be all settled and done and you get to say, how much do I need? Yeah. So, and that's, that's like a, a beautiful position to be in. Um, you know, like it, it doesn't matter really where almost any field, I would almost always prefer to be the bigger puller. How do you guys oh, yeah. feel about that? Cause some people I've talked to people who are subtotal people. I don't know if they just tell themselves this, but some people are like, nah, I like this. Yeah, I, Megan's, Megan's nodding her head. How do you feel they're about it? They're lying to themselves. <laughs> because, because I know <laughs> they're lying to themselves. Because I've talked to some subtotal people and they're like, I like building a big lead and watching somebody have to. No, no, no. <laughs> that's, <laughs> like, that's cool. They're like, no. Yeah. You've got to be able to pull more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, yeah. is it kind of stressful where you're like, shit, I hope I, you know, because... It's weird to think my day will be done and completed. My, the package is done. I've presented it. And now somebody, if it's close, gets to be like, just load up. Ex- the hardest part of powerlifting when I explain it to people, and they're like, well, the strongest person wins. And I say, not always. Um, I've commentated enough times. I've seen upsets happen where attempt selection is big. You go just, to, let's say you have a, a 150 in you, a squat, 150 kilo in you and you went 152 and a half. You don't know. You think you got to build that. And then you miss your third. Your second attempt is not 150. We're going all the way back to 140. Now you're moving forward with substantially less than you had in you on that day. So it isn't an accurate representation of what you had that day, but it's guesswork. Cause you don't, you don't know. It'd be nice if you could wake up and just God comes down and says, Megan, here's your, your max squat today. Here's your max bench, whatever. Or for any of us, right? So the one thing that a big deadlifter has, they know exactly the number they need to put on the bar. And only then in powerlifting is that ever the case. And it's hard to explain that to people who aren't, who don't know, you know, uh, and, and not to, not to mention the last deadlift, you get to change twice. So you could post, you know, just to make sure you're dead at last, throw on 500 kilos my last dead. But please, God, remember to change that. <laughs> Don't sleep at the wheel. Be ready because you got 60 seconds. Don't be that asshole who doesn't get that, that deadlift change in. But, um, but yeah, I've seen it and it's, it is tough. But on the flip side, there are some people who will say, building that subtotal, you, you kind of have an idea of where your opposition is going to pull. And if you make them uncomfortable and they're like, God, man, I got to pull. What? You know, because everybody's <laughs> been in that situation as well. Um, your lifts, Megan, have been, have been absolutely flying lately. 
What's your your tr like? I'm watching you. Like your poll has been. I just you just took four hundred for how many? Um. Did you just do a double or triple? <laughs> it was either two or three. I don't remember. I think three. I two, think it was a one or the other. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was. It's like one of those things where I, I like knew once I figured out how to like start off better, like a little bit better technique and sumo, like I was going to start seeing a little bit faster progress. Yeah. Like I didn't necessarily think it was like a strength thing that was limiting me more and more of a technique thing. So I mean, I'm trying to figure it out. Looking at Maybe that. I'll get to change my deadlift weight at world. <laughs> it's, I was going to like, your 175 nominated dead is far below what you're going to be capable of. I'm assuming. Yeah. I, I, I mean, if anyone's nominations here is going to change drastically i think yours is way old <laughs> even though it's not old yeah it's old. It, yeah definitely and like i mine's from nationals too and i like i missed my third spot at nationals whereas like i should have made it it was like a dumb you know what i mean like a dumb hour so it's definitely hopefully gonna be a large jump in numbers for all the nominated ones <laughs> and um do you girls because you're all in the u.s national team and possibly you megan being the first time going, do you girls have like, I don't know how the U.S. Nationals run. Is there like a group chat on Facebook? Do you guys talk? I know U.S. is not exactly a small country. I mean, you could fit all of Europe inside the U.S., so it's not like you guys live close or anything. But um, do you guys keep in contact at all, or do you reach out to anybody leading into this? I mean, there is a, I know there's a Facebook group chat, but I'm not too big on Facebook. So for me, like personally, like I'm not part of that, but like I will talk to Sam and I was just messaging like Meg yesterday and Amanda and then like Marie and Marisa, like we've been talking a lot, you know, about training and stuff like that. So as far as like keeping, you know, up with everybody in their lifts, like, yeah, because like myself, I want my teammates to do just as good as I do because at the end of the day, it's a team thing and I very I feel very confident, you know, that the U.S. female team is going to come out on top as far as overall. Mm -hmm. um, but as like for me personally, like I do, I feel like I have a good communication with a lot of people that are on the team outside of like group chats and stuff. So. And how about how about you, uh, Sam? Uh, well, I'm not aware of any Facebook group chat, so if there is one, I'm not a fan. Hey, what the shit? What the shit, now? Sam doesn't read emails. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, man. That's funny. You, you know, it's funny how you said, like, um, you don't stay up on Facebook, because it's true, like, Facebook's kind of like older people. Uh, my, uh, I'm in the masters now for the first year and everybody's like on the Matt Canadian master team's like, let's do a Facebook chat. I'm like, shit, man, this is, this is it. I'm one of these guys now. I'm one of the older guys now. And like, you'll have like an email, someone like, instead of just replying back, sounds good. You know, when the older person replies back all to like 70 yeah. people, sounds good. And they're like, ah, shit, man, I'm, I'm here now. I'm one of the older guys now. This is it. I got to start doing shit like that now. This is, it's, it is different um, for myself anyways. You guys taking a look at the world's like, obviously being on the U.S. national team for the, in, in terms of like, you guys are stacked. Uh, I think Heather hit it right on the head. I would be shocked if you guys don't come in first. But is there pressure added on because of that? I mean, there are some battles in here. You know, there's some battles with some of these other nations. Do you guys, how do you guys feel? I think I've spoken about this before, but 
Some other nations, they talk about, oh, it must be nice competing at U.S. Raw Nationals when everyone around the world gets to watch your Nationals and see you win at Nationals, gets to see you compete. But there's a flip side. It's a, it's a shark tank to win the Nationals. Like, you guys almost got to win Worlds twice. And then once you get on the world team, you got USA across the chest. People don't even have to know who you are, and they probably already do, but people don't even have to know who you are, and they already have expectations a little bit. Um, do you guys feel that sometimes when you're on the international level representing the U.S., like a powerhouse like the U.S.? I don't feel any pressure. I mean, <laughs> I mean, because for me, the, my biggest rivalry is Jen, you know? True. That's my teammate, you know? So I'm, I'm definitely not looking at anyone else outside of that, to be honest. What, like, what, about, I, what about now that she's not there and you're the sole representative? All, all hopes lie on you. We'll, we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love, I love, it, it, there wasn't a moment of thought needed. We're going to be all right. We'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I love it. How about, Heather, you, you, how about yourself? You made a face there like, ah, you might feel a little pressure. How how you feeling? I mean, no, like, so like I, I made a face because I feel like no matter what I'm about to say, it's going to sound like, terrible (laughs) (laughs) i'm like dang how can i like word this to where it's just like oh that doesn't sound as harsh so i'm gonna do my very best okay okay use your pr use your you need your pr agent right now hang on i'm talking to my agent (laughs) and they're they're giving you clips in the u.s i don't see myself as having competition in the 47 kilo it's just facts. Like, I love competing alongside all these females. And I'm not saying they're not strong. They are very strong in their own way. However, um, I'm kind of in my own category when it comes to the 47-kilo class in the U.S. Um, you know, second to me at nationals was over 100 pounds behind me. Mm. Um, so typically when it comes to, like, actual competition time if it's not the Arnold where I'm going against all weight classes it's at worlds where I do know they're very very competitive and a little bit stronger athletes in that category um like two athletes in particular were from Sweden that really pushed me in Belarus and I had scouted them and I told myself like I have to do my absolute best or they are going to top me. Now, and and that competition, I ended up winning on body weight Mm. because I didn't do my absolute best when it came to bench. So I had to make up for it somewhere else. And thankfully, my deadlift is my, you know, go-to for that. Uh, But going into this world's like, I'm just, I feel super confident confident in myself to where I think I'm going to be pushed. But I don't think it's going to be like past experiences. Um, that's not to say that these females going against me aren't doing better than what they are nominated as. Um, but I think the only pressure I feel, like Sam has stated, is, you know, being at the top, they're coming for you. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have to do your absolute best on that game day time to just make sure one slip up, okay, here comes Hannah from Finland with, like, a 1,000-pound bench. 
let me make sure I don't mess around where <laughs> she's going to she pull something out of my butt. So. You know, it is ridiculous. Her bench is like 18 and a half or 18 kilo ahead of everybody else. It is ridiculous, her bench press. So, yeah, I know what you mean where you're like, I better hit my third squat because usually people see a spread like that in squat or dead, not in bench. What the hell is, is she bringing in yeah. a suit? My thing is with bench, she's so good at bench. Like, I don't even lose confidence going into bench. I'm just like, you know what, girl? Just (laughs) do what you can. Like, let her do her best. She can have it. Cool. Like, I'm not even stressing over. Let me just build some kilos. That's how I feel. (laughs) Sam's like, yeah, no, I I was going against Jen Thompson. (laughs) Sometimes sometimes you're just just mitigating. You're, I'm just like, come on, Jesus, let's do this thing. Just don't let me bomb out. Like, that's right. Yeah. Sometimes you got to walk in there with, let's just mitigate the bleed a little bit, you know, patch up the dam a little bit and just hang on for the deadlifts. But um, at least you know that going in and it's not like, holy shit, um, so-and-so coming in fifth comes out of nowhere with a monster bench like that. Is there, is there anybody else in here in terms of like, um, I'm trying to look, when we look at the, the, the rest of the rankings and nominations for the women's. I don't know when you guys are flying in and flying out, but, um, and I know there's a bit of a spread in terms of the days, but are you guys able to hang out and watch some of these other weight classes? Because I'm looking at, I mean, the battle between Joy and Marisa, uh, I mean, we got some battles. The, the 72 kilo women's is, is thick. I know, I know you guys got your girl, Kimberly, um, and she's the goat and goat for a reason, but if I may, um, Canada's got Jessica Bittner. I don't know if you heard of her, but she's she's coming mm-hmm. up quick. Uh, yeah, a, f- a five nineteen nomination, but she is like she's young, born in ninety five. Her progress is ridiculous. What she's pulling, uh, what she's squatting, she's eleven kilo behind Kimberly, but her progress is. I mean, Kimberly's born in seventy eight. She's in her early forties. Other girls in her early twenties. It's always it's fascinating when you have like a spread like that. Um, that could be a battle. And then Anna Casalena from Brazil, obviously a, a one world championships, a whole bunch of different weight classes and an all time great as well. I mean, and then we have in the 84 kilo, um, Amanda Lawrence and Daniela Mello, the rematch. And um, everybody's really excited to see what the hell Amanda Lawrence is going to put up for squat and what kind of number she's going to post. Are you guys able to stick around and watch some of this live? I'll be there for a whole week. So I, I fly in on a Sunday and I'll leave on a Sunday. So nice. I'll pretty much be able to catch everyone at some point. And how about, how about you two? You guys watching there? I will. So I think I'll be able. Does Marisa compete on the 11th or the 12th? Um, the 52s. I don't have that pulled up in front of me. I Probably the following day from you. I okay. I, guess, I didn't know if it was the same day at like a later time. Maybe and, the same day. I, or, what, what time are you starting? June 11th is first thing in the morning. She so. might be the afternoon. She might be the afternoon. Yeah, I bet you. I wouldn't be surprised. Because if she competes the afternoon, I'll be able to see her. Unfortunately, I'll be leaving the day after I compete. What? Uh, yeah, Kevin is... Wait. Sometime in a very soon frame time, Kevin is there returning home from a deployment and I have to be there and under obsec like regulations I can't say when he's coming home uh, but <laughs> so like I gotta be like super like oh but uh yeah so he'll be coming home very shortly after I compete um 
and to make sure that I am there for his arrival, you know, I'm going to leave the following day to be back home. Oh, wow. So. Well, good for you. You might be are you, are you, <laughs> you're, you're a good one because I'd have right, Kev, I'll see you in a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He'll be tuning in, like, from where he's at. He better be. Um, but, you know, usually at these big competitions, like, he can't even go to because he's he all the time is deployed somewhere. So. Yeah. And, and uh, how about yourself, Megan? Are you going to be able to stick around for a bit and watch it? Um, I'm going to be there from Monday until Thursday. And, so and, got, I'll get a bunch of days in there. Yeah. I'm getting there early so I can see like some like juniors and everything else compete. I mean, there's good juniors too. Oh yeah, so. for sure. Is there, so looking at this and obviously like there's the men's too. Is there, what battles are you guys most excited about? Um, whether you're watching live on a stream or wherever, what battles are you guys most excited to see? I'm excited to see all the girls, all yep. the weight classes. We talk about boys, Sam. Oh, boys. <laughs> Was this boy talk now? Yeah. Boy, I mean, boys are gross. Enough, to be honest. Boys are gross. I, I asked Kristen Densmore. I was like, she gave me all of her picks for the women's and was like analyzing, what about the boys? She goes, I don't care about boys. <laughs> Shut that down. I mean, I'm not going to watch To be honest, boys. like these women are just, I mean, we are showing out lately. Like it's just like all this strength is coming out of nowhere. That's not the takeaway from some boys. Like I'm super excited. Like Taylor always performs so well. He's like, yeah. it's, and he's got a battle. Yeah. yeah. He has a battle, which is good. That's good for him. It, yeah. And you know, he's going to look like his hair is going to look super oh, good. His hair is gonna he's be so amazing. So that's a battle in itself. Like, <laughs> he's gonna compete with that. No, that's never a battle. <laughs> if it's a battle between hair, it's Taylor and that's it. That's best lifter right there. You know, um, but yeah, I, and then like, you know, you do a great job, like hyping up these battles, you. you know, with Russ and Brett Gibbs and, you know, just it's especially with like Russ, like he is showing just like great strength. Um, and I love seeing these guys go back and forth in the comment section with their yeah. petty ass comments. I'm like, <laughs> Like, I'm not going to comment, but I see it. <laughs> yeah. who, who are you guys thinking between, like, Russ, Brett, and some of those showdowns? Are you guys want to throw some picks out there? Who's brave? I'm going to go with Russ. Okay. I'm going to go with Russ. Yeah? What are you thinking, Megan? You got to go Russ. Is it? The thing with Russ, I mean, he has a world of ability. The guy squatted 7'10". Like, it's, it's crazy. There are guys who are 120 um, kilo, and they hit, like, a 660 squat in the gym, like, so this is pretty good. Or if I was an 83 kilo guy, apparently I'd be a bitch. I don't know. Like, well, what? Like, it's crazy what this 83 kilo men are doing where the guys weight classes up are like, yeah, so that's got me beat. I don't understand what's going on in 83s. Um, and what are you guys thinking? Kimberly's not here and I don't know if she's going to be able to come on. What are you guys thinking for the 72 kilo showdown? You're probably obviously going to lean towards Kimberly, but Anna Casalena and Jessica Bittner and look at Isabella von Weisenberg, um, Kristen Dunsmore. Like this is this is a stacked class. It's Alyssa gonna, Smith. You know what? I know Kim and Anna are going to push each other. Ooh, you better believe so it. So much because you know Anna won 
when Kim was unable to compete. Yeah. So Kim's coming back from that title, and Kim has faced so much and has worked her ass off to get to this point. So she ain't going to let that go down easy. And Anna being the, you know, a feisty Brazilian. Oh, she's feisty. Like she, I think, honestly, I think it's going to come down to the final pool to determine. And it's going to be, if there was going to be, not to take this away from any other weight class, there's going to be one person or one weight class I want to see. It's that one. I, 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 honestly, I agree, too. I, I'll be straight up. I think 72 kilo women's is 72 kilo women's and 93 kilo men's the two that is the two thickest tightest races when you look at it and look at we normally say when it comes down to it kimberly's got the deadlift and we just talked about the deadlift how much of a key weapon that is so when the race is tight um whoever's got the big dead put your money on i'm not just saying this because i'm canadian but again jessica bittner her 231.5 nominated dead we're talking is six kilos away from Kimberly's and Jessica Bittner is making progress like a girl, Miss Scanlon. Okay. <laughs> Jessica Bittner's progress is ridiculous. Um, young, born in 95 and like she's doubling in the 500s now. I would crazy. not be. It, it's going to be insane to say the least. <laughs> it it's going to be insane. Like she could I pull know with Kimberly. Numbers are going to be changing. Oh yeah. Who's going to get that last pull? Like, because that's when people are going to start making these changes. Like, this is what I need to do, like you said earlier, to win. And I think there's going to be a lot of, like, attempt selection changes made. So somebody is going, like, these coaches got to be on their P's and Q's for the 72 class. It's, it's if you overshoot and miss something, you're like, ah, it's too tight. You just screwed me. What are you doing? I, just two and a half kilo too much. It's so tight. Um, the one thing, like, chips are nice if you if you're within a world record, but... I mean, you got, for instance, Jessica Bittner. I know um, historically Isabella von Weisenberg had that uh, world record squat. Jessica Bittner took that in the gym, took it strong. I mean, it's, I'm telling you, the 72 kilo women's, Anna, ev- everyone knows what she's about. Jessica is going to be closing that gap. Like, she's, the gap isn't that, it's only 11 kilo on nominations. It's even closer than that. It is neck I and feel neck. Like, I feel me. like Isabella, you know, having what happened to her. At last world's, you know, not making weight. She's coming back trying to prove something. Home country she, like, too. Home country. Like top four, like just they're out for heads, and yeah. you know, it's probably a good thing I'm not there to see that live. <laughs> I don't know how to behave in certain situations <laughs> like this. <laughs> I need some wine. Like I don't know. Like, yeah. but I'm definitely gonna be tuning in for it. <laughs> yeah. No, I honestly, the 72 kilo women is a is a cannot miss. And what do you guys feel about the 84 kilo women? The rematch between Mello and Amanda Lawrence. Are we going to see a 600 squat from Lawrence, or is that a little too much too early? Either way, I think Joey Flex about to have some fun. <laughs> he's, he's both coach from him now. He's so stack the deck. He's doing some like master plan or whatever, trying to take over all the powerlifting, and he's doing a pretty good job. But as far as like, you know, them going against you, I haven't really seen Danielle post much in the past like she's starting to post a little bit more frequently now um it's and then you know amanda's changed up her grip when it comes to deadlifts and you know she made like a lot of technical changes like you did meg when it came to um being in better position for like pulls or squats and i think that's going to help her 
come out on top in the end is these little changes that she's made. Let me say this. I, I have a bone to pick with Amanda. Okay. 84 kilo class, her and Danny, that's the class, right? Oh, yeah. Like, they're the class. Yeah. And, I mean, Joey is killing it. He, he has a whole lineup. Like, he's killing it right now. So, kudos to him. <laughs> but I wouldn't have hired my competitor's coach. Mm. Like, even, even if he's the best coach in the world, number one coach, best thing, you know, ever, still wouldn't have hired him. It's like you, you take away from the sport, you know, like the, the competition of the sport. Hmm. I just feel like you took that aspect away. You think so in terms of, um, yeah, like do you, in terms of, do you think, because it is interesting. You're, that is, that is, that is interesting. Joey's been there. Like, no, like make your own team. You know, I don't know. You know, I mean, you guys are against it, but even, even fun for me. Even more interesting was when Joey was actually not only, programming for Sean and Russell, but handled them both against each other. That's what I was just thinking. I was like, who was it that he was both coaching? It was Sean and Russ. So like when it comes down to, let's say they're tied, like how do you, you know what he's going for? Like we just talked about, we just talked about like with (laughs) Megan, um, we just saying how Megan's like, yeah, you know, being a subtotal person, um, they could set their dead, change it, and but there is no, like you know, what it's going to pull because yeah. it's you who's telling the other guy that he's what he's pulling. There is no messing around. There is no like, well, I think he's going to go for this, so we'll go for that. In terms of judging the attempts, it's there is no guesswork, right? Like you know exactly the plan for both guys. You're holding the chips. It's very, it's it's very strange for me. I asked Joey about it when he's on there. I think he was basically saying, I'm just going to take it attempt at a time. What do you feel? Just take feedback from the lifter. What do you think? Five more kilo, five more kilo. I'm not going to look too much into it. But then again, I, I myself want a handler who is looking into it, who is like strategizing with me. It's very, it's very strange. I don't know. I don't know if any other sport, you have a coach for two different basketball teams. Same dude, same dude, NBA playoffs, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? What do you think, I Megan? Think it's, it's definitely going to come down to the last, like, the last pool, like, let's say it is super close because, you know, Daniela has, like, significant advantage over Amanda when it comes to bench, but Amanda yeah. is, you know, significantly a little bit better in squat and deadlift, so I don't think, like, the number selection is going to be too hard because of how much different the numbers are. But because her, like Danielle's bench is where it's catching up on the kilos, where where is that final pool going to be if they are that close? Yeah. Well, for for the for the worlds, um, I think they'll they'll have like the uh, national team coaches and they'll split it. They'll be separate people, and they don't communicate within. I think they have like these protocols set in place where it's like, look, at, if we've got two Americans going ahead. Actually, Sam, you would know about this. Uh, yeah. How did that I run mean, with Jen? With two different coaches and the way, how did it work last time at Worlds? So basically I had Matt, Jen had Donovan. Okay. And then Susie was just kind of like the mediator between the two. Because she was the actual head team coach. Yeah. You know, so. And and then so you don't really, yeah, so you keep it fair where yeah. Matt's not like, hey Donovan, what are you guys, what are you guys looking for? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're you're just like, all right, let's may may the best lady win, and and that's it. It's gonna be Team USA, hopefully, 
and you just roll like that. But it's totally different when it becomes um, the same guy handling. I don't, I don't, if there was, put it this way, if there was money, if we had money and there's people betting like they have in other sports, that wouldn't even be allowed. Right. There's no way that would be allowed. There is, like, if people actually bet on powerlifting and you got a problem, if you, you got a real serious gambling problem if you're betting on powerlifting. <laughs> right? Who's who's this dude? Uh, Cheeto, who's this Cheeto eating dude living in his parents' basement? But um, yeah, if you're but you you wouldn't even be allowed to have that's like a boxer having two different coaches. It's like okay, I'm probably not gonna bet on that fucking boxing match. He's got the same coach with the two different dudes. Um, but looking at this also, actually, uh, I failed to uh, look at. I don't want to bypass Megan's uh, teammate. And how was that training going with um, Juggernaut, Megan? Good. You you making some massive <laughs> strides, um, and your teammate Marisa Inda, fifty two kilo class head to head with Joy. What are we thinking here? Because Inda is one of these girls, a veteran, um, a master lifter, born in seventy six, and Joy's born in ninety two. I mean, again, it's like a it's a battle of the ages, battle of the generations. But Marisa Inda is not going away anytime soon, and she just hit a PR not that long ago, if I'm not mistaken. What are you guys thinking there? I know Megan's going to be a little biased, but. Well, she also came off an injury uh, at Nationals. And, you know, that's something like her and I have been joking about since Nationals. And seeing her progress from talking to her backstage in Washington and how she has progressed, because she as well opted out on doing the Arnold to make sure that, you know, she was fully prepared 100% for Worlds. Her progress has been substantial, and she's doing great. And, you know, Joy Joy is just awesome. Like, I love Joy. Like, catch Joy backstage before deadlifts reading a freaking book. I know. Book it's and, crazy. <laughs> it's, when, they, when they cut to backstage, um, they cut the cameras to backstage, and it showed Joy reading, like, a novel. And it's like, what? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, she's, she's just chilling. But, you know, she just... I mean, her and Marisa both have big pulls. Yeah. Um, yeah. Marisa's squat is a little prettier than Joy's. Uh, Joy gets the thing done. It just yeah. ain't pretty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's something. But you it's know what? Something. I'm not going to She's strong. Like that. Yeah. But she does everything beltless, doesn't she? So mm-hmm. is she still beltless? I remember at one point she was messing around with the thought of putting a belt on, but I, I don't remember how it ended. Is she still, do we know she's still beltless or did she? Yeah. She is. I think she's still beltless. She just did like 405, well, 403 for three beltless deadlifts. Yeah, like smokes. last week. <laughs> I, I think, felt some type of way. <laughs> I think. I feel some I type think, of way. <laughs> right. Like I feel like it's going to come down. To uh, number selection in deadlifts, yeah. and uh, yeah, Joy is nominated some kilos ahead of Marisa, but again, that's her injured nomination total. Yeah, and I think that's also going to be a fun class to watch. That's why I was kind of making sure, like, is it the same day? Because uh, she's just a great, a great person to compete with and to watch. So. I think she's gonna she's gonna bring something good come worlds. The craziest for me, what do you think's crazier, squatting without a belt or deading without a belt? For me, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Deading without mm-hmm. a belt isn't as scary for me as squatting. I like if if something's on my back squishing me. I like the internal pressure of the belt around my waist, <laughs> so that it keeps me firm and I don't get jockeyed around. When I pull, I don't feel that internal pressure like that. But it depends on the individual. 
What do you guys I think? I just can't. I think anybody that does it is a, a psycho. <laughs> and, well, well, you know, yeah. I, 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 maybe because I just baby my scoliosis and you're never going to catch me without a belt. Uh, I do envy those that do stuff like that without a belt. Like, it's very fascinating for me to watch. I'm like, sick. But I also think they are psychos. <laughs> Can I say some? Can I preface this with I'm the pussy who wears a belt for bench, okay? That's full disclosure. <laughs> I wear I wear a belt for bench. Okay, so I, it's over my head. Do you guys do much belt work? Like beltless work? I do. All my uh supplements or exercises are beltless. Oh well. Yeah, so this is a good way to keep the intensity down for the exercises and not overdo it. So And how about yourself, Megan? You ever mess around with that beltless nonsense? I mean, like, when I'm warming up, I'll throw my belt later <laughs> on, but, you know, and then usually after meet sometimes, like, doing high bar and stuff, I'll go belt loose, but, I mean, a lot of the, the like, only work, I'm not wearing a belt, so I feel like that's good enough. That's what I was going to, you know? I was going to say that, <laughs> like, so with the Ollie work, do you think the Ollie work assists the powerlifting, or are you, like, because everyone's got something where, look at, I'm shifting weight, and I get strong. Even if someone could make an argument where it was an assistant powerlifting, you might say, I don't even, it's keeping me going, it's keeping me in the gym, it's adding volume, so I'm going to make it work. Or do you honestly think, no, this is actually, my lifts have gone up since doing Ollie Work Incorporated. I mean, whether it's coincident or not, coincidence or not, they have gone up since I've started doing Ollie Work. A lot, too. A lot. And yeah. I think some of it's just like, I definitely perform better when I like feel better and more athletic and like doing all it definitely helped me get back to that. Mm -hmm. When you gave so many more muscles, like yeah. I messed around doing some all yeah. when I was Meg. I'm like, mm -hmm. let me, I'm waiting. Come and, on. <laughs> well, you know what? That's, that's for a later conversation. But <laughs> I, I was doing some Ollie lifting and the amount of like sore and pain I felt like a few days later, I'm like, first off, I didn't even know a muscle was there, but like, you know, dealing with this, like it helped like build muscles around that area to where I think me personally, like when she said she thinks it helps, I would fully agree with her. And I've seen other athletes who do both, uh, you know, ollie lifting and power lifting, like they are just strong yeah. people. It also, there's something to do with like ollie lifting because it's fast, your body's mm -hmm. ability to generate power, not even necessarily force, but power, the explosiveness of it. It's mm -hmm. different um, than mm -hmm. that slow build. And because like, you know, you see jumps in terms of generational like sports where like all of a sudden numbers start moving. I'm like, like Heather said, I'm starting to see more and more people starting to incorporate this. I even, I think like Steffi Cohen does that. The hybrid, that's what the hybrid is, is powerlifting, Olympic lifting. And what she does is ridiculous. And I'm wondering if there is, you know, some kind of connection and just nervous system wise, because you have to, there's no such thing as a slow snatch, a slow, um, clean in jerks. Like you have to, your body has to learn how to fire and generate that, that power output. And when it could, you could see it transcending and coming into powerlifting. Yeah, for sure. And you also have to learn, like, without a doubt, like, how to, like, stay tight. Yeah. <laughs> like, you go from that to, like, you have to catch it. You know what yeah, I mean? So, like, yeah, you have to learn yeah. to go from that powerful motion to, like, having a lot of stability. And, like, I would definitely, like, my core is way stronger. And I definitely have more stability in my hips and my shoulders. Yes. Yeah, she ain't law. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Um, 
staying upright like there is no such thing as pitching forward in olympic lifting because it's always in the front the bar is always resting on the front you can't pitch like that's what's the most awkward for me because i'm a low bar squatter conventional puller so everything is tilted forward low bar squat and conventional pull you're always tilted forward so when i even try to front squat i'm like shit i can't like my front squat is ridiculously low it's like my arm curl weight Okay, so I can see it's where it's different. It's so different, it's so you know. They're yeah. trying to show me like foot positioning and everything like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's what? you're just going to have to critique me. Like literally, you're not going to stop talking about this because my feet are naturally just going. Like my toes are pointed out. He's like, no, he's like kicking my toes, and I'm like, mm. well, you want to no, deadlift like, the weight up? <laughs> Did you start Olympic lifting and powerlifting? along the same time so it's easier for you to do both or because i'm wondering if you do one for a long time it's tough to add the other after the fact um i power lifted for probably like a year and a half almost two years before i started weightlifting and was it, I about, it was easier to transition yeah. from from powerlifting to olympic lifting than you know the other way around yeah really i mean powerlifting is easy yeah i mean <laughs> It definitely well, it's it. from the, like, the standpoint of like, I had the strength already. Like I didn't yeah. have to yeah. build strength yeah. and do a lift. But it was also like, okay, you I'm also way stronger than what I can lift. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so and deadlifting. <laughs> do you think? You like, you talked about Steffi like doing Olympic lifting. I'm like, bro, she's sitting out here doing like some flips and shit. And I'm just sitting here like, what? Yes. Like, what, is there anything she can't do either? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. She's. Did you guys watch the U.S. Open? You guys follow like um, the untested at all? I watched it. Uh, Steffi and Mariana. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Right to the last. Like um, Steffi said, we had her on the podcast. Like uh, I think the week of, and she's like, we think around seven hundred kilo, or sorry, seven hundred Wilkes and seven hundred kilo. Jesus wept. That. <laughs> oh, hello. I know seven hundred <laughs> Wilkes will probably win it. And Steffi got like 698. So she came in where she thought, and uh-huh. damn, if freaking um, Marietta comes in with like, well, I'll see your 700 and raise you 20 Wilkes points. It's like, what the hell is going on? And poor Steffi last year was like, all right, well, I hit the biggest Wilkes of all time. That should do it. And then CeCe's like, well, let me go way over that and not even come out for my last deadlift. Like, Steffi's always knee-deep and somebody's hitting some historical shit. Steffi will hit something that nobody's ever hit in history, and then the next girl's like, yeah, I, that, that's good, but let me raise, raise the bar. <laughs> the next more. girl's like, hold my beer. That's right. <laughs> hold my whatever beer, insert beer name brand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Steffi can't buy a big win, and she's always doing some historical shit. It's tough. It's tough. I love how uh, Mariana dropped the weight class. Nobody knew. I told Heather she should just weigh in with a weighted vest and she could weight class. What? What? Some competition. That's it. What do you think about that? What do all you girls think about? Because I know uh, Megan dropped the weight class. And um, let let me ask you all you guys can take a turn in terms of next year or or in the future if you ever think about changing weight class. Let's start with you, you, Heather, because. Um, our girl Sam kind of put you put you on the spot. What do you think? She did, man. <laughs> like, okay, so this was a thing at nationals. This this past nationals, I ate three meals before weigh-ins. Oh wow, must and be nice. I even drank a bang, which is like sixteen fluid ounces. So I'm like, and I dead ass like that weight was just not moving. I don't know if like my adrenaline was like counteracting with that and keeping the weight off. Like I wasn't even eating anything, but. Um, 
I have, I have thought about it just for like the fun. Like, let me eat like nobody's business. Let me just drink some more water while I'm weighing in or like with clothes on, et cetera, et cetera. And then come after Maurice's deadlift record. I'm <laughs> Look at you. I'm so sorry, Maurice. I'm like, don't even come after me. Like, I don't know. Like, I would probably do it for fun or just to see, like, what I could do. Yeah. But as far as just, like, packing on that muscle, I do think it would take a little bit of time. Um, however, it, it is something I have thought about because if I want that competition, I'm going to have to go up. So, or go equipped. Just weigh in with shoes on. It's not against the rules. Uh, is it not? Are you serious? No, it has to be. Okay, Sam, what shoes, what shoes do you know <laughs> weigh five pounds? You could like slip something in the Timberlands. That's right. Well, yeah, we get in some. Right I'm gonna wait with some Tim's on. Can okay? you believe somebody, some gangsters weighing in with Timberlands? That would be amazing. <laughs> that would that would be amazing. I would love to see it. Um, how about yourself, Meg? Do you think, because you were 63 before, or do you think, is 57 comfortable all year round? You think of staying there for here on out, or? <laughs> comfortable. Um, <laughs> uh, no, probably not. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was 63, in the first, and I was, like, kind of originally, initially a smaller 63 um, when I was, like, you know, my first national so I was like all right let me see what I can do if I can drop to 57 and I did and it went well and now well, well, well. I'm getting more muscular yeah <laughs> see that's the side effect so of weightlifting making it right? harder to stay down and that's but, that's the side effect of weightlifting right like the more you lift yeah. it gets tougher and tougher to stay in that weight class and eventually mm -hmm. um how about yourself Sam what, what are your thoughts in terms of weight class because you've been 63 um have you been 63 your whole career because you, yep. you hit it easy. You don't even cut, mm -hmm. you don't cut weight at all. Is it, is it, does it get, to, like, are you adding muscle mass and finding eventually this might be a situation where you move up? Like, like, um, Miss Dunsmore and Dunsmore's got to be like, God damn it, Sam, please leave me alone at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I moved to 72, you going to follow me? But um, what are your thoughts for the future? Um, as far as cutting wise, I'm not there yet. I sit comfortably at 138, 140. Mm -hmm. Um, so even if I was hovering 140, I would just have to tighten up my diet. Uh, I don't track anything right now. So I'm comfortable at 63 kilos. So competition-wise, I still have a lot of goals to uh, accomplish as a 63. So maybe in a couple of years, if those goals came easily and I needed a little more competition, I wouldn't yeah. mind moving up, even yeah. if I wasn't a full 72. Yeah, I mean, and, and it would be because some people cut. I know, um, I, I forget how big, some some of the 72s can cut quite a bit and come in, like they, they could be big compared to the 63. The differences, like nine kilo is huge. Like you got, like that's, that's a big jump. Like it seems far bigger, like obviously it is far bigger than some of these other weight classes. So the jump between 63 and 72, there's gonna be a couple of rough transition years. I know for myself, um, like 83, 93 is a 10 kilo jumps, 22 pounds. And I've been a 93 kilo lifter. Um, I'm glad my wife was a chubby chaser cause it wasn't quality. Okay. It wasn't quality. <laughs> like it, it's, it's one of those decisions where it's like, I could put on so much muscle, but then there's, then that's that. 
You know, the rest is not going to be, there's only so much you could do. Like, kind of like Heather was saying, there's only so much muscle you could put on a frame where your body's like, hey, we like to hover around this size. You know, this is probably yeah. our, given, our given weight. Uh, but some people can fluctuate, and we've seen it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is interesting for the future. So, in terms of what you guys are heading into for this U.S. Worlds, um, what, are, what, are, what are our goals here? If I was to ask you, put you guys on the spot, what are you guys thinking? Do you have any kind of certain goals you want to hit in terms of numbers? In terms of, I don't care what the number is, I want it to be a gold medal? Or is there world records? If I could ask you guys, if you could picture when you walk in there, what's a good day? I Okay, I got three. Okay. First, well, first I want to win. So that's, number <laughs> like that's, that's the main goal is to win. Fair. So that's top goal. Uh, second, I really want to, excuse my language, I really want a fucking red plate on bench. And <laughs> like I have been just going off the rails about this red plate on bench. I've hit it like a gazillion times. It needs to happen or I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm going to see red and I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> after that. But then to Fair. like make my, 402 deadlift like an official world record yeah. instead of i think right now it's like 387 so oh, like yeah. my american record is higher than my world record yeah so, <laughs> i would lo- i would really love that 402 407 deadlift it, there's always those round numbers that you could be like i pull into the 400s officially you know I, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. I know where um it's funny it depends on where you are in the world whether it matters too People in Europe be like, well, what do you, like, why is this significant? No, but the weight conversion to pounds makes it that. And they're like, oh, okay, I guess. And it is just <laughs> numbers. You know what I mean? It's just numbers. But you get stuck in your head. It's good to be able to tell people. Um, how about yourself, Megan? Is there certain numbers you're chasing, certain performance you'd like to see? Uh, what do you got? What, what's your goals? I mean, my number one goal is to win. Um, yeah, fair, fair. That's definitely number one. Uh, number two I would really like to bench double body weight. I think that'd be cool. That is that is <laughs> definitely very cool. Um, so that's definitely number two. And then, like, I think it would be cool to set some world records. You know? Yeah. That'd be fun. That'd and, be a good time. And which ones? Which ones are you eyeing in terms of these world records? Because I'm looking at your nominations. Um, your nomination is probably the most misleading. Well, no, Heather's is pretty misleading too. But your nomination is pretty misleading. You're close. So what are you thinking are the records you're going for? If they're there. For sure, squat. Definitely squat. Um, And then hopefully total. Mm -hmm. And what is the total world record? Uh, I think it was like, it was either two and a half or five kilos over my nominated record. I don't remember it all. I don't even know what my nominated, I don't even know what my nominated score is. That's so bad. Last. She's got it. numbers. I'm so bad at numbers. It's so bad. Fair enough. Fair enough. And how about yourself, Sam? So obviously the, the number one goal is to win. And yeah. I wouldn't do anything to jeopardize that. That would be foolish. Yeah. Um, my ultimate goal, even though I don't think it's possible now since the IPF points, but my ultimate goal would be to get best lifter. That would be number one goal. That would be cool. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't see that happening. Uh, and then <laughs> after that, it would be a world record total. Because... <laughs> Even though Jin isn't there, I think that'll be the the best way to solidify. Yeah, uh, 
the better lifter. Because she's not there, but she kind of, you know what? That's the good thing about these records. She's not there, but she kind of still is, right? You still have the opportunity. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And how about, let's talk about that because you brought it up, the IPF points. How do you guys feel about it? Uh, Okay, so I get the highest uh, Wilkes and then literally kicked in the pants. Change it. I'm like, (laughs) yeah. Okay, whatever. But <laughs> yeah. They Ray Williams do you right there. Yeah, some people really took it hard. Definitely. Yeah. You and Ray are like Keska fuck, man. That's that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. What do you guys feel? How about you, Megan, and how about you, Sam? What do you guys think about this IPF points? I think it's interesting. Yeah. That's a, that's your PR answer. That's the PR answer. Well, that's interesting. Well, I think it's interesting. I think it should be a reflection of a performance. You know, if someone wins best lifter, it should mean that they are the best lifter. Like, you should better look at their performance like, damn, yeah, I agree. You know, regardless of weight class, you know, regardless of how you define strength, you still should look at their performance like, yeah, no, hell yeah, that was a good performance. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. I don't think a lifter should get half their lifts versus someone who got all of their lifts you know, world record lifts, you know, like elite level lifts and, and those numbers are not comparable. You know, so kind of like, and maybe I'm misreading, kind of like, would you say, for instance, almost like if you took away, took away the numbers altogether and just looked at it like this, sometimes like I'm a UFC fan. I don't know if you guys realize this, if you listen to podcasts, might've heard me drop this, but if they say the, the fight of the night, it's not the guy who just, he won the first round, and then he won the second round, and then he won the third round, and guess what? He won the fourth and fifth, and then he gets fight of the night or whatever. No, it's, it was a war, showed adversity, battled back, world records are tossed back and forth, battled right up to, to the end, and then pulled it out, and everybody's like, oh my god, can't stop talking about it. But it was super tight. Were they far and away above the rest of the pack? No, as a matter of fact, it was a battle. But the performance-wise, because it was a battle, because it showed more than just the numbers, it showed, like, the strength of character, staying in the clutch, um, miss a lift, but come back and get the next one in the third, maybe. Maybe it isn't even in numbers. Maybe it is just when people walk away from the performances and say, I'll tell you what, if people can't stop talking about your weight class and your performance you put forth, maybe that should be the best lifter. And maybe all these formulas are just numbers, and numbers don't tell the whole story. Is that what you were saying, Sam, or is this just me? I mean, we could say that. Could say that. <laughs> I just took literary license. Sam's like, absolutely not, but that was yeah. right. <laughs> <She> was, <laughs> I just, I, I mean, and I don't want to be negative to, towards what, who I'm talking about. But I, you know, and there's no disrespect to this person because she's an awesome lifter. She has great potential. And I don't want to feel like I'm attacking her as a lifter Jesus, individual. I'm ready. Oh <laughs> you know? and, and it's just my honest opinion, you know. So yeah. I'm like, like Heather said, I just can't, I can't make this statement any better. Yeah. I don't think someone could go five for nine, right, and win best lifter versus someone who went nine for nine. And who and and that, and that margin was like a hundred point difference. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like it was like a five ten point difference. And you're like, okay, cool. She's just a stronger lifter. It was a hundred points. You know, it was like that is fact. Like, it was like yeah. Megan could have had her best day times two, and she still wouldn't have won the Grand Prix. You know what I mean? Jen could have had her best day times two, and she still wouldn't have won the Grand Prix. And yeah. someone had their worst day and crushed this. 
Yeah. You and, know, like, I just don't think that's a, a, a proper representation of a best lifter. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's one of those deals, like, how do we get there? That's where, if I could go back to, I'm, I'm really trying to sell my, my new idea here, if you could tell. But um, <laughs> I don't see how a formula, any formula is going to really work. It's tough. You know what? The right. guy, um, Joe, actually, who made the IPF uh, points formula, we had him on to explain it. And he actually said himself, he goes, look, at end of the day, we shouldn't put too much value in any of these formulas because no matter what, how you shake it up, it, they're, they're not going to tell the whole story. It's almost like he said, like Sam said, win your weight class. And if your weight class was super deep in terms of talent pool, well, that should all be said what it needs to be said. When people say, well, who was in your weight class that you won? And you're like, look, a one through five, take your pick. We got so many world champions and possible goats and et cetera. All right, enough said. But when you want to get into this, let's do weight class versus weight class. And you want to do actually numerically, Let's let's use numbers. He, he even said himself, he goes, look it. I mean, I'll, I'll do my best and put forth, um, you know, the 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 formulas. But it's that's not always going to compute the way you see. And this is the guy who made the formula. And he said, this, you're, you're never going to have a formula that does that. So um, I'm now all I'm saying is we should use the six pack lap that formula of who had the best battle. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, like, like, NBA. Go ahead. Maybe it should be like the NBA all stars where like the people vote for the MVP. Like you just text in your vote. Yeah. <laughs> that's not bad the only problem I is I like that idea the only problem is you get one Russ Swole he could come in fifth and he's gonna win that's fun <laughs> right uh, that's fun that, that's true <laughs> unless we have like um, and look at us we're starting like divides us now but unless we have like getting into the baseball hall of fame you have accredited voters and you're allowed to vote because we've seen you in the game for 10 years what do you you know what I mean like where you have certain people vote in on it I don't know but um, or fuck maybe the officials Maybe all the officials at the end give a vote and from they're there the whole time. And from what they saw, they're like, look, this was the, the best performance and here's why. It'll be tough. Put it this way. In this year's women's, and we don't have any of the 72s on right now, but if the class is as deep as the women's, 72, whoever wins that, like, Jesus, who you had to beat to win is ridiculous. It'd be, it'd be tough. It'd be tough. Or 63 kilo, you know, some years or like, you know, 57 kilo. There's, I mean, we, uh, whatever it is, whatever it's going to shake up. Sometimes you look at it and be like, look at what's the toughest, what's the one division you're like, holy shit, we could all unanimously be like, that's scary. Whoever wins that, let's just give it to her and say, fuck it. You're in the toughest division. If you can win that, God bless. That was crazy. And it's as easy as that. You know what I mean? If it's walk away victory, it's like, look, you're amazing. And you're a world champ. But, you know, formula-wise, I don't know how the fuck we're going to figure this out, (laughs) I think at the end of the day, like, nobody is going to be a 1,000% happy with the formula. Like, some weight classes are always going to be affected. Like, when it was Wilkes, people complained that the smaller, the heavier lifters were the ones that were getting the benefits. With the Wilkes or the, the IPF points formula, it's, like, more middle class. I don't know, like... I know I'm affected by that. Like Sam said, like this person's like a hundred points ahead and you're like, how did this happen? But it's, I don't think you're going to come up with that perfect formula that's going to just, everyone's going to agree on. Like somebody's always going to have something to say. Yeah. So, I mean, even with like what you're saying, somebody's going to have something to say, like, let's say it was Russell or whatever, Russ or he, you know, 
oh, he won because he has such a big social media following. Oh, oh they won because blase, blase. Like, somebody's always going to have something to say. You're poking oh, holes in the six-pack lap of that formula already? It's only two minutes old. <laughs> see? <You laughs> yeah, can't... see, that's what people do. They sit here and they're like, you know why this doesn't work? Yeah. And it's yeah. just like... Great. <laughs> it is. It is. But honestly, it is tough. And that's why. But it, the, the, the thing is, when it's like the world's and you're the champion of champions, that's mm. like such the coolest title you can ever have. You know, when Jennifer Milliken won it and I was like, how was it like to win that? And she's like, oh, my, gee, oh my God. Like to win something like that is like beyond winning worlds is cool enough. The only problem is how do we get there? And then it becomes that's where we kind of fumble the ball. Right. We don't know how to get there yet. Um, and, but uh, you know what, we just had Ray Williams on like yesterday and, um, I forgot to ask him that question. We're talking about so many other things and I didn't, I want, I should have asked him how he felt about the new IPF Wilkes or IPF formula, but I got a feeling Ray being like, cause he's like the biggest guy in the kingdom. Like, like his lifts, his absolute strength is better than anybody in the world. He's probably like, you know what? I'm all right. You know, if they, if they want to give it to Taylor Atwood, let the little man have his moment. Why, why do I, why do I need everything? You know? So well, I think it takes a lot of pressure off me personally as a lifter. Like if I know for a fact, it doesn't matter what I do on this platform, I'm not going to get best overall female lifter due to this system. I'm not so obligated to see how far I can actually push my body because like at the Arnold, when we still had the Wilkes, like, I'm like, dang, like, what can I do to one up Maria one up Sam like, that's when, you know, you're pushing those limits because yeah. you want to come out on top. But if you're in a system where it's like, I could have the best performance of my life and I'm still going to be, like, at the bottom, I'm just like, like you said with Ray, like, it's cool. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to do what I can to win. I did what I came here to do. That's what I can take away from it. Yeah. So it's It's honestly just whatever's in front of you. And that's where the weight classes has to work. And that's where, um, like, the IPF, we're fortunate because we're so thick in terms of um, talent pool, whereas in the untested, you got the, the U.S. Open. The difference between number one to two, like, the weight classes are very thin in terms of talent pools. And, and they'll say this, too. This isn't just me knocking being an IPF shill. But um, they'll say, it too, they, they need something like the Wilkes in order to even have the U.S. Open. In almost every single weight class, there's almost never a battle between the except for Steffi and, and God bless Marina came down and said, Hey, I'm here now. And it, that, that was an amazing moment um, when they went head to head. But usually that's never the case. Whereas in the IPF, we're so spoiled. We have head to head matchups every flipping year. And we don't need some funky formula that may or may not tell the story. And it's like, you know, we actually have head to head matchups and that's honestly the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't got to tell you guys, you guys are kind of marching into something right now. Um, look, we've been at an um, hour 20. I got my intro and outro, so we're going to be pushing past an hour and a half. Before before we let you guys go, though, is there any kind of last thoughts, parting shots you want to shoot out there? Who you want, who are you looking for? Or anything you want to give a shout out to? Thanks, et cetera. I'll just uh, get a shout out to my sponsors, Lyft Performance Nutrition and SVD, you know. They definitely makes the trip possible. Mm-hmm. So it's good to have hey, them. In. Big shout out to SBD. Yeah. Like Pete yeah, Spence has been in like constant communication, making sure that we've had everything that we've needed. Uh, 
you know, my nutrition sponsors with Vera Performance based out of Canada, just to let you know. Oh, wow. Um, and I'm like, you know, shout out to like my coach, like Colin Whitney, like he's been very patient with me like this whole time since he's been coaching me and has really just ha- helped me regain that confidence, you know, within, within myself and is, you know, able to come out to Sweden. So, you know, shout out to him and, you know, I appreciate what everything that he's done also. So. And how about yourself there, Meg? Anybody you want to shout out before we let you go? Yeah, double down on that SPD. SPD is great. <laughs> um, ooh, oh, no, I'm running out of battery. Um, <laughs> I was like, what is that noise? Um, and also just, like, shout out, like, I'm excited to go to Sweden. Like, it's been really cool to be able to train with the Juggernaut girls, if you will, that are all heading out to Sweden. So that's been a really cool experience. Yeah, is Chad Wesley going, I'm assuming? Yeah, he's going. Max is going. Whole crew. And they'll be, will they be there? <laughs> Dang. Yeah, good. <laughs> So what? it probably helps a little bit in terms of, like, stress and pressure having, like, you have to have a whole crew out there together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it does, it, does it feel like, <laughs> almost like you're going, you're walking into a fight after school, but you're bringing, you're bringing your big brother? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're a little well, more confident. Like, you know, it makes something that's very unfamiliar, at least to me, a little bit more familiar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is my first time going to Worlds, my first time competing internationally, but there's a lot of people that when I show up, like, I'm going to know. Like, that's yeah. cool, you know? Yeah. yeah. It makes it so much easier. Um, I mean, like, I if you guys have, if you guys ever end up going to a place like like Belarus or, or what have you, when it's a total <laughs> different language, you go to a grocery store and you don't even know if you're buying distilled water or what the hell. When you have people there that you know and you have, like, a team, you muddle through it together. Even, like, customs – Man, you got to get like visas and the whole nine. And it's like, it's, it's different when you're in a place like a dictatorship, like Belarus, it's not like at home. So uh, like Sweden's the furthest thing from a day. They're so left swinging. Like, so you're all right. But I know what you mean where traveling with like close ones, it makes stress so much easier to handle. You almost divide it and carry it together. But um, well said. So listen, guys, thanks for coming on. Um, we're, we're in the stretch right now. So everybody stay healthy. And um I'll see you in Sweden. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Have a good one.